The Israeli military says it's killed three Palestinians in an undercover operation at the Ibn Sinai Hospital in Jenin in the occupied West Bank. Reports say Israeli forces disguised as medical staff and Palestinian women killed members of an armed cell hiding inside. The Israeli military sources said the men were planning an imminent attack, identifying one of them as Mohammed Jalamnay. He is reportedly being receiving treatment following a drone strike. The Palestinian Authority confirmed that three people were killed at the hospital by Israeli forces. Hamas denies Israeli assertions that it uses hospitals to hide fighters. Let's bring in our Middle East correspondent, Mark Lohan. CCTV footage shows Israeli uh, Israeli armed forces going into the hospital, uh, many of them disguised as Palestinians, some of them in, in women's clothes, some of them dressed as medics, uh, and they shot dead three uh, people who they call Hamas terrorists inside this hospital. Now, in fact, Hamas has claimed one of them as their own, and Islamic Jihad, which is a spin-off of Hamas, has, has identified two other of the victims as, as, as members of, of that organization. Israel says that one of them was planning an attack uh, similar to a, the 7th of October attack on Israel, of course, and uh, two others were... Sorry, it's incredibly windy now. Uh, two others, uh, they say, that were responsible for, for a previous attack. Now, this is a, a sign of just how the violence in the West Bank is, it has, has continued to spiral since the, since the Gaza conflict began. In fact, the, the violence in the West Bank is really now the worst that it has been since the second Palestinian Intifada or uprising uh, some two decades ago. And that is a real concern uh, that uh, Gaza's conflict has spilt over into the wider region. And that actually, uh, in order to try to calm what is happening in Gaza, there is also there is also a, an urgent need to calm what is happening in the West Bank, where uh, violence by uh, Jewish by Jewish settlers there and violence by uh, by armed Palestinian groups on the settlers has reached a, 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 a level that has not been seen in many many years. Well, let's talk more about the wider developments in the Middle East. The U.S. media reporting that the drone which killed three American troops in Jordan on Sunday appears to have been made uh, in Iran, a Shahid attack drone. Tehran has denied involvement, but the U.S. has vowed to retaliate. Let's take you live now to Barbara Slavin, a distinguished fellow at the Stimson Center in Washington and a lecturer in international affairs at George Washington University. It's always good to have you with us. Washington, the White House, considering its response now to this attack. We keep hearing about this menu of options that they have and pressure is really growing on President Biden by some Republicans to have quite a firm military response. What do you think the best course is now for President Biden in the White House? Well, you've referred to the tragic death of three Americans uh, that were hit by an Iranian drone. Uh, look, the best course is to bring down the level of fighting in Gaza, uh, I would add the West Bank too, in light of recent developments. I mean, I think we have to go to the source of the, the tensions which have uh, grown enormously between the United States and these various Iran-backed groups all around the Middle East. Barbara, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but on that, does it feel to you as if these links, though, are being downplayed by some at the moment? Anthony Blinken, for instance, trying to separate what is happening in Gaza with the situation with Iran? Well, the administration may be trying to separate them, but they're not separable. Uh, you know, all of this violence became supercharged after uh, the Israeli retaliation for Hamas's attacks of October 7th. 
you know, became so massive. We've seen, what, over 26,000 people killed in Gaza since October 7th. And even if you assume that, you know, nine, 10,000 of them were actually Hamas fighters, that's still an extraordinary civilian death toll. And the destruction has been immense. And so all these various groups around the Middle East that are trying to show their solidarity with the Palestinians, what do they do? They look for vulnerable targets. And we have small American contingents in Syria, in Iraq, in Jordan, which are unfortunately very vulnerable to these kinds of drone strikes. Now, in this particular case, it appears that the drone could have been shot down, but it was mistaken for an American drone, which was returning to base. And so it got through and it hit an American barracks and, and it killed these uh, American reservists. Uh, from so, the state of Georgia. So, so Barbara, what are the best options now? Because we keep hearing that the response from Washington has to be proportionate. It can't really escalate things, ideally, but also because of political pressure has to be some kind of effective deterrent. That's quite difficult to, for any response to be all of those things. It's very difficult. And let me point out that the U.S. has already retaliated for previous strikes. It killed the leader of, uh, of uh, one of these groups, uh, in Baghdad earlier in January. So, you know, there's all this talk about assassinations and attacking Iranian oil facilities and, and Lord knows what. But I, the best course is to de-escalate the tensions overall by ending the fighting in Gaza. And there are talks that have been going on, mediated primarily by Qatar, uh, to get a long ceasefire in Gaza that would allow hostages there to be released, Palestinian prisoners to be released, and urgently needed humanitarian aid to go into Gaza. That's the best course. What will the U.S. probably do? It will probably hit some of these Iran-backed militia groups, Iraqi groups, groups in Syria, that are deemed responsible for the drone strike uh, that killed these three Americans. Barbara, can I ask you about those talks that you refer to that are taking place in Paris at the moment? Because over the past few days, there's been various comments made from delegates at the talks that are cautiously optimistic of some kind of deal being struck. How can that optimism exist, though, when Benjamin Netanyahu has coalition partners his right-wing coalition partners in government at the moment that will refuse to back any kind of ceasefire? Well, the decision will be made by the security cabinet, which excludes some of these right-wing lunatics in, in Bibi Netanyahu's cabinet. Uh, and the deal that's being talked about would be at least for six weeks would allow the release of uh, remaining women uh, and children in, in Hamas custody. Uh, as well as, of course, some Palestinian prisoners. Uh, but I think, uh, judging from the comments I'm hearing from the Qataris and, and others, these talks are well advanced. And I simply, I hope, and I think this is one of the considerations for the Biden administration, that any retaliation for what happened to the American troops would not get in the way of securing this uh, long, long-term ceasefire. Um, this is, I think, the main priority, and, and I really do hope that the Biden administration is redoubling efforts to get this ceasefire.